Prop Sessions is brought to you by Prop Media, who partner with agents to generate 50 exclusive seller and buyer leads every single month on autopilot. That's guaranteed, or you get your money back. If you're interested in trying out Prop Media risk-free, head over to www.propmedia.co.uk to book a call today. Welcome back to another session of Prop Sessions, the podcast that brings together and showcases innovative business and leaders within the property industry. Um, Today, I'm really excited to bring on Simon Taylor. Simon Taylor is no ordinary estate agent. He has um, a business called Property with Simon. Not just that, though, he's been an agent for 20 years. He is the founder um, of a territory with Purple Bricks in East London. He grew a team from one to 15 within five years, um, coming all the way up to number one in market share for both sales and the greeds. Um, he also ran that team who are responsible for a billion pounds in property transactions. We'll get into that a bit later on. He's also an investor. He's also married and has two young kids and a really beautiful dog named T, I believe, if I got that right. Yes, indeed. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Wonderful. Pleasure to have you on, Simon. Thank you. Cool. So yeah, um, to start, you know, I'd love to just go into, you know, how you actually started out, you know, how you came up with the idea of property with Simon. Um, well, <laughs> things had, had come to uh, an end of the road with uh, the, the company that I was worked before that you, you named, checked them, so I'll mention them again, which was Purple Bricks. Um, and it was a lot of fun there. I made a lot of friends. It was a great atmosphere. But with the journey, with with the company going down a slightly different road to 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 my ethos, to my way of thinking, and, and really a burning desire to properly do things my own way and my own style, um, and I did been brewing in my head to to offer a more premium service, a more bespoke service, a more boutique service, if 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 you will, uh, since last summer, and then slowly but surely these ideas have come to fruition. Um, and uh, I've launched with, uh, it's Simon Taylor, me, it's it's my name above the door, um, the domain, yes, Property with Simon, and I've partnered with EXP, and um, who are an international um, uh, PLC, quoted on the Lund- uh, American Stock Exchange, and slowly venturing uh, into the UK, and what I like about them um, is venturing into the world of self-employed estate agency, you know, it can be quite daunting and when you're used to working in in in, in nice firms or or, or big organizations you know you bounce ideas off um off others around you and certainly i can speak for purple bricks where there was lots of self-employed territory owner founders from the early days of purple bricks from when i was involved in and we, we shared ideas and what works and what doesn't work and we grew it and we built it sort of having at exp it's very similar where you've got that camaraderie and and structure in terms of there's infrastructure there in terms of support with um, cml software uh, and sharing ideas so I, I love the idea of flying solo which exp allows me to do because at the end of the day it's property with simon and simon taylor and exp is very much in the background but then the support is there it's almost like i'm self-employed but part of a little part of a club at the same time with like-minded individuals who you know pride the, pride themselves on doing a great job offering good estate agency and the appeal was really that there's a lot of agents like me 
um, who were either getting a bit bored, fed up with the, the, the company that they were with and wanted a little bit of a challenge. And to be honest with you, in many respects as well, it's about the money too. And, and there's, you know, want a bigger slice of the, of the fee pie. Absolutely, absolutely. So with, um, and quickly, with, with EXP, um, when did you kind of move over to, to them just to get a bit of context? So literally a, a, just a couple of months ago, I, I first flirted with EXP and, and got the ball rolling with conversations last summer, last August, um, with a chap called Adam Day who runs the UK operation. And it's just, it's progressed from there. And <laughs> Lockdown has been quite, should we say, good timing because it's given me time to get my website ready, propertywithsimon.com, um, warm clients up uh, and get the infrastructure at my end all in place so that lockdown comes to an end and bing, bang, bosh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, and that's, time flies and, and um, you know, I've tried to use lockdown as productively as I possibly can. And that time to get all that ready has been a bit of a blessing because I finished with um, proper bricks oh, only a matter of a few weeks before lockdown really kicked in so I've had a you know trying to 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 do all of that plus maybe stay at an existing agency and run would have been very tricky so I've been blessed to have a little bit of that extra time that cushion to, to get things in order. One of the things that really stood out to me when we initially connected was that you are at the forefront of the business it's you like you said it's simon taylor it's property with simon on your boards it's you standing there you know it's a nice lovely picture of you standing there yeah that's um, me. what what you know put you know i know the reasons why i love that approach to it and why i think that's going to be the future of it but i'd love to know what your reason was for going with that more okay. kind of personal approach i think and i'm sure many agents who are perhaps listening to this who've maybe like me, maybe have, I've got 20 years experience. So, you know, I've worked in several estate agencies over the years and, and you pick up some great clients over the years that follow you. And to be honest, one of these clients couldn't care less whether you're at agent X, Y, or Z. They're, they're, they're buying into you. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, the amount of clients that have said to me over the years, we, we won't, wherever you are, we'll, we'll go. Or in proper bricks, when, I was the, when it was the cheap fee, People would say, well, we wanted to use you anyway. And the fact that you were the cheapest fee, it just became a bit of a no-brainer. So, you know, if you're a good agent, if you perceive yourself to be a good agent and, and you get recommendations and you get a lot of repeat business, people are buying into you. Um, and, and property, though, though some firms maybe believe that the future is tech, 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 I actually think, especially over the next few years where things are going to be a little bit bumpy, tech's great, but it's relationships and it's that people skills and the ability to diffuse situations and nurse a, a sale all the way to exchange and completion. It's you that the client wants uh, and likes and trusts. The name of over the door is almost a little bit of a irrelevance. Um, so I, I, it was a bit, I felt, a little, I say a little bit brave, you know, I was humming and hoeing, do I put my face on the board and my wife's like, oh, for goodness sake, don't do that. That sounds terrible. And somebody else said to me, God, that sounds awfully cheesy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it kind of does sound cheesy, doesn't it? Having my face on a name on the board. But um, I think the boards that my brand agency have designed for me, it's it's actually it actually looks well and it's different and it stands out and you know what if they're buying into me my clients then i've got to put me front and center and that is very much becoming i think a feature of the property landscape or the estate agency landscape over the next five to ten years where 
you're going to see less high street brands out there. You're going to see less, less high street office agencies. Um, and there's going to be lots of people that want to go into a self-employed estate agency. And like me, had I been around 20 years ago, yeah, I would have taken an office on the high street and had the window cards and, and had half a dozen desks in the office. But those days are over. Um, and you, there, I did a poll on, on LinkedIn only last week asking what the number one reason was were people to um, choose or select their estate agency. Circa it was 6% of the votes where, well, they've got to have a high street agent. So 94% of, of the people on my poll admitted it was a small poll, but they perceived that having an office is no longer relevant. So if the office is, having, is no longer relevant, and I think there's probably, I became fed up of building somebody else's brand um getting reviews for somebody else's brand and and um you know what I, I, i've taken the view of I, i'm no the only person's brand that i'm going to be building from now on is mine because at the end of the day it's, it's my work it's my effort and it's my endeavors therefore it's me it's it's brand simon taylor and um i know i speak for many especially on linkedin where there's a lot of self-employed agencies um, and it's and it's it's guys and girls wanting to put themselves on the centre stage because at the end of the day it, that's 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 who it's all about. And um, you know when when I was at Purple Bricks, um, and you have a chat with the with the with the with the customers when you're sat in the living room or discussing value over a cup of tea and telling them a bit about you, etc. And, you know, always stress the point that this is my business, this is my territory, this is my area. And that was like, wow, yeah, really? Oh, we didn't know that. So I think there's very much a mentality amongst the, the UK um, property market from seller's perspective that they like the idea of, of working with the, you know, the, the guy, the head honcho, the guy at the coalface doing the viewings and doing the valuations is going to be the guy that answers the phone at nine o'clock at night or replies to a WhatsApp message to me on a Sunday that is going to look after me the whole way through. You know, we've all we've all dealt with companies, whether you're buying a kitchen or a car or a property or and and or or you're you're introduced to the salesman and then their bits over and then you're passed from pillar to post onto the next section. And and that's not what I'm about. So you'll find me on a I was on a photo shoot today, um, vendor in attendance, just moving things around, making sure everything looks ship shape. I'll be attending the viewings. The, the vendor will see me on the viewings. Uh, I'll be doing the um, uh, dealing with an, the offer negotiation, which I love. Um, I'll be doing the due diligence on any buyers that come to the table, and I'll be nursing the sale all the way to completion. I think that's what sellers really want. They don't want, well, you know, Jane does that bit, and Bob does this bit, and Sarah does the other bit in between. I think having dealing with one person front to back, front to end, is actually quite uh, liberating for 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 a vendor to hear. Um, and do you know what? You build relationships with people that way. And I'm never really we would be one to pass the buck. And you know the old adage: if you want a job doing, do it yourself. And and you know I, I think some agents may be, oh well, I don't really want to do the viewings. We just leave that to my negs in the office. But I quite enjoy, I enjoy viewings, and you, you know, you just you're meeting people, you're you're having a chat about property, and you just don't know those 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 viewers might have something to sell down the road, and and one thing leads to another, as they say, and um, there's another instruction one from doing a viewing. So I actually think that that good agents are probably missing out on not doing their viewings, they're missing a trick by maybe leaving it to 
somebody more junior in the office, possibly, or even, dare I say it, some firms are even outsourcing their viewings to other providers, which, um, you know, I, I don't think is necessarily the right thing to do. So so on, on that point, it, it's clear the approach you're taking, it's, it's much more personalized, it's, it's 360, they're dealing with you and only you. Um, coming into this kind of new model that you're doing now from previously when it was, you know, the purely online model, probably the most well-known purple yes. bricks, how how do you, how do you kind of go from going from from that model with, to, to to this model, which in some ways is you know you could view it on the surface as as far apart as they could possibly be? What was the what, was there a turning point? How did that decision come about to actually go working this model to this model? Well, the, the, my style, whether I've been on at a high street agency or whether I've been at Purple Bricks or whether I'm doing my own thing now, Simon Taylor, property with Simon.com, I've not changed. I've not really, personally, I've not pivoted. And in many respects, the, the, you know, the Simon Taylor doing the estate agency for a, a significantly cheaper fee was the same at Purple Bricks. But, uh, and there are lots of great agents at, at Purple Bricks, and there's lots of great agents on the high street, but there's also lots of very poor agents in, in both of the above. And I took the view that although I was running myself ragged and to make a good living, one needed to be doing 15 to 20, in some cases, 25 deals per month. And that, that's just not sustainable. And I, and I much prefer the idea of dealing with a handful of clients at any one time. And in a market that's more buoyant, I, I was I was I knew what I was doing and I was able to take on 15 to 20 properties per month in when the market was more buzzy and booming and you take it on on a Saturday and you do eight open days and on Monday, Tuesday, they're all gone. Then you start afresh. That was sustainable, but only for so long. And uh, as the market gets a little bit stickier, the, the agent on the lesser fees is still going to be under the pressure to get more and more to make up to a decent a decent income. And there's going to be the pressure to take on too much stock. And if you take on too much stock, the wheels start to gum and things start to fall out of bed and service starts to, to suffer. So I like the idea, the, the pivot. So my style of agency in terms of doing treating people as I want to be treated my, myself has never really changed. But where I am and where I, what I can do now, I've got more time to really look after 10 12 clients at any one time i don't really want any more than that um and in some instances in my in my former firm i felt a little bit guilty by maybe not speaking to people at times maybe as much as i should have done or perhaps not nursed a sale all the way to completion in the timely manner that i should have done because i was just juggling too many balls so i really want to be doing listen i love a state agency and many many people listening to this will it's the sort of industry that grabs you by the balls and doesn't let go and you love it and then you hate it and then you love it and then you hate it and you have you meet some lovely people and then that restores your faith in humanity in a state agency we've all it's a it can be a roller coaster of emotions a state agency but i enjoy it but i know and I can't speak for everybody, but I know that if you put a, uh, a stop list of 40, 50, 60 properties on my shoulders, 
no matter how good an estate agent I am, I'm not going to be overly effective because I'm spreading myself far too thin. And that is the style that many of the online players are going down where the, the, the local property experts are nursing huge stocks of inventory. Huge stocks of inventory that I feel that if the vendors knew how many other properties were on the books with that said agent, they wouldn't be overly impressed. And as I say, I just wanted to run everything myself. Um, and, and um, you know, from, from dealing with finding a buyer is only half the story, half the sale. And the other half is or is moving things along from to exchange and then completion. And that takes skill as well and firefighting problems when they when they arise. And I think I'm going to be better placed to deal with that personally than relying on a head office function to perhaps do that for me. And I'm going to be more proactive where at the former firm that I was at, they were very much reactive rather than proactive. So I think I'll be able to shorten the, the time in, in terms of things to take to exchange and complete. And I'm going to be a better agent for dealing with less properties. I'm going to be, it's more of a, a Rolls Royce red carpet type service because I'm not spreading myself as thin and I'm going to be a better dad and a better husband. And I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm just going to have a, a, a should we say a less stressed life because dealing with 50 60 properties when you want to do a good job it it, it can be stressful and though running my own ship now is 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 still going to be stressful i think it's going to be a more enjoyable stress dealing with um offering a more bespoke service i'm going to be i'm going to be a happier bunny um rather than running around like a blue arse fly and many many listeners uh, many agents i'm sure will be able to relate to that thank you i would think yeah, absolutely. I, I guess that that's the thing, isn't it? You can only provide if you're working for yourself. There's only so far that you can go in terms of the amount of service that you can provide. And you know, it's it's exactly the same with us. We're boutique. We have a cap on on our number of clients for the exact same reason. And I think those other elements of actually just your life. You know, like you said, being able to be a better dad, a better husband. Um, I know you're chief dog walker of the family. Um, all all of those things, you then get more time to actually put put into those things that you love, which I guess ultimately, you know, is going to be one of the main reasons why anybody wants to go out and and you know become self employed or start their own venture. It's to have more freedom. Um, so okay, so so shif shifting gears for a second. So before you know, no secret, there would have been a a, a good size marketing spend that would have fed you fed you know into the into the business to, to generate that that kind of level you were working on in terms of uh, leads coming in what what's your approach now obviously now you're you know you're fully responsible for yourself How, what's your, your approach now to attract you, and i would like to think that many um territory owners or branch managers or area directors of agencies will will, will empathize with with this which is do you know something uh, Good agents often end up um, moving from doing valuations and, and offer negotiation to maybe running a branch, and then you run a branch, and then you run the the, the 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 area, and then you maybe become an area director, and you become a people manager, and that's what I became in in my former firm. And you know something, I'm enjoying being at the coal face uh, of a state agency, and in some respects, falling back in love with with a profession in an industry that I love because I had probably been growing fatigued and tired from it all. And I think the people management and managing a large team of others, it can be quite draining. 
and takes you, you it sidesteps you away from what you really actually enjoy doing within the job so in terms of what i'm doing to generate business it's old old tried and tested techniques from from which is why i wanted to do branding and branding so important to me so i've worked with a branding agency to build my website and do it properly i've got uh, adverts running on facebook and and online um, I'm doing targeted valuation leads online, which I had to set aside a budget for, which is putting in leads. And um, to be honest, I'm other agent stock, the low hanging fruit, as I would call it. So if I'm seeing properties that are for, available for sale or have been for sale for three months or longer in my territory, in the areas that I'm working, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm trying not to miss any tricks. That's the low hanging fruit. And I'm writing to them and I'm locking on doors and I'm, I'm doing the things I'm hustling, basically. And if you're not prepared to hustle, then self-employed estate agency isn't for you. Um, I am prepared to hustle. I'm not frightened to knock on a door. I'm not frightened for them to tell me to go away. But, you know, if, if you kiss enough frogs, um, you'll find a prince uh, or, or a princess. And, and that's what I'm there to try and do. And so far, it's working. It's a numbers game. I know it's that cliched. But just like... Uh, an online estate agent or a high street agent, everything is a numbers game and you just try and tweak it, and massage it and adjust it to see what's working. So um, I've been running some um, split test adverts online for valuations, which images are, 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 are bringing in the most leads. And, and you know, you just you just tweak and adapt and learn. But I think what I, I can tell you what I won't be doing. What I will never do is just blank canvas 20,000 leaflets to any old front door fully prepared to, to put something through somebody's door if they're already on the market or they've requested an evaluation from one of my um, valuation tools but just a blank canvas as i used to do many years ago on the high street and would send out ten thousand and we'd get three phone calls and would say jesus that was brilliant and um, i'm not i'm not doing that i just think that's a waste of resources and i think you know tech um is able to um allow you to be a lot cleverer you know, you know, it's funny actually because at the beginning of that, you you know, you kind of mentioned that in some ways you were going old school with it, but you know, it se it seems like to me at least that you are leveraging you know new tools, kind of new strategies that are available. Like you said, you know, the tools, you know, using Facebook and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's old school to you, then you're gonna someone well, like me is probably gonna be out of a job. It's a bunch. Do you know something? I think estate agency there's some people in the estate agency world all the tech and it's all the tech and you can make an offer online you can book a valuation online you can put in your sister details online 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 do you know what that's that's not me right and um but i get i get you know valuation tools online i think is very clever but i think it's very much still a people business so i'm wanting to mix the old school values of um, service, service, service. You deal with me throughout the whole way through. Um, I'll hold your hand the whole way through, you know, just as I would have done in 2005 or 1999. Um, but, you know, if tech makes your life easier, then you'd be foolish not to implement. So it's a, a little bit of a hybrid, a little bit of the best of both. Um, and, uh, you know, automations, automation for me to generate business, it, it, I think is great. Too much automation for the client, and I, and I and I actually think they get put off by that. And I think if the market's going to be a little bit more bumpier, they like the reassurance of, of speaking to somebody on the phone. Listen, that's maybe not going to be for everybody, but I think there's a valuable 
lesson learnt that um, the online agents in the tech sphere offering the cheap fee, their market share is hovering between three and five percent and hasn't really, in fact, has been going backwards over the last year, 18 months. So I think if certain firms want to move in that direction, tech, 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 I'm happy for them to do that because I think, you know, good old fashioned estate agency done well, whether you've got a high street office or not. I think that, well, that's make, that's clearly making up 95% of the market. Um, and that's the, that's the, that's the part of the market that I want to be in. And importantly, I, I think fees, um, again, the LinkedIn poll that I did last week, um, very few agents will, or sorry, very few sellers will, will only go with an estate agent because they're the cheapest fee. Um, that's not the motivation for for the vast majority of sellers. That the, the vast majority of sellers, you know what, they just want to go with somebody that's going to hold their hand, that they're going to trust, that they feel has got their best interests of heart the whole way through. That's the most important thing. Over the highest valuation or having a high street office or um, offering dirt, dirt cheap fees. And, and my view is that, if something is maybe too cheap, um, you know, what, what what corners are being cut? Because corners have to be cut somewhere to do it cheap, cheap, cheap. And, uh, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm reassuringly expensive. I have to be that bit more expensive and I want to be. And I think I, I and I think for many agents who are considering self-employment, they've got to have confidence and say, do you know what? I'm worth that. I'm worth that fee. Because I can add value, I can add real value and negotiate and give the vendor all my attention and, and utilise my skills to extract the best possible price for them. If you've got that confidence, then go for it um, in the world of self-employed estate agency because um, cheap fees are not, from what I'm feeling now, what the market wants. So, okay, so if you had to advise, say, a new estate agent, entering the market, whether that's you know, working you know, in a traditional model in a, in a high street office, or maybe they're actually taking a little bit more of an entrepreneurial route, they're going in a more of a self-employed model. Today, you know, given you know, where we are in the market right now, what, what would your advice be to them if they were starting okay. out today? I, if, 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 somebody, if, if somebody's, so I got into a state agency as part of work experience when I was 16, then um, and loved it. Um, admittedly the, the high street office is a different beast now than it was then because it was just a hive of activity back then with the phone ringing off the hook and people coming in and it was it was a real buzz and, and it was that energy that I that I that I really liked but I learned my trade uh, a lot of people because I'm I was at Purple Bricks people or listeners might be forgiven for thinking I'm very anti high street estate agency I'm not at all there are some brilliant high street estate agents out there I used to be a high street agent. Uh, all the best agents out there, whether they're self-employed or uh, online players, they all started off in a high street office. I would discourage anybody wanting to get into property from going straight to an online agent. And the reason being, you spend a lot of time on your own. And I would encourage anybody also not to go into the true, self, uh, true style of self-employed estate agency from the beginning as well. And the reason why is this, when you're sat in an office, and the office manager is there or the director's there and there's a couple of negs in there you hear and the phones are ringing you hear the conversations and i think nobody really gives no 
you know, nobody sits an exam to become an, an estate agent per se, which is, which is you know, that, that's a different rabbit hole for us to go down on another day. But the best estate, you, you, uh, you're, as if anybody's watched the old um, cop series from the 1970s or 80s, Columbo, and he was a little bit maverick, and how he learned to be the best cop in America was, you know, he would he would listen to that one's conversation and he would listen to this one's conversation and that one. And then he kind of put it all together and solved the crime. And I think if you're if you're starting off in a state agency, you need to be sitting in that environment in an agency with other people and listen to the conversations that that the negs and the manager, etc., are having on the phone with clients, how they handle offers, you know, how to work how to handle emotion um i think there's valuable valuable skills to be learned from that you can't learn it all from linkedin or a blog post or you're on somebody's email list there's nothing like old-fashioned training um i dealt with newbies at purple bricks who were lovely brilliant people and we, I, we did our best to train them on the job but they were at a disadvantage by not knowing certain lingos and how things things worked and especially when things were put uh, sales were agreed and then um massaged all the way to exchange and completions and down valuations and, and problems with surveys etc dealing with all that stuff um is so valuable and i think anybody um uh, starting out you've got to go for a high street agency that's busy a busy office with plenty of hustle and bustle and conversations and phone ringing a sleepy one-man office yeah don't do it you want to go somewhere where there's loads of action and just be a sponge and go in and listen and learn and the other thing that i have to stress to any newbies going uh, going into the business you've got to you know when they when there's when there's valuations happening you want to be putting your hand in the air saying, take me with, take me with, take me with. It amazes me how many negs have been negs for a couple of years. And yeah, I say to them, well, how many valuations have you done? Oh, well, I've not, I've not really done any. And you say, all right, okay. Well, how many valuations have you been out on? Oh, well, I've been out on one. Well, what do you, what do you mean you've been out on one? You want to be going out, if there's, valua- if there's three valuations a day happening in the diary, you want to be going on at least one. So you really want to be doing four or five valuations every week. And the only way to learn in my opinion, what I learned was just listening to others and what they're doing. And some bits, some bits I pinched and some bits I thought, well, that's not working. I don't like that. And you just, you mush it all together and you create your own style. But if if you're not exposed to everybody else's style and how they're doing, you're, you're just not going to learn. So it's it's very much one of those, in one of these professions that you can learn on the job. Um, and you know what? You might be ready for self-employment, I would say, minimum after two or three years. But you need to be soaking up as much as you possibly can. And um, you want to be attending as many valuations as you can. And you want to be attending the photo shoots of taking properties on and, you know, and helping them adjust that moving the oven gloves and, and moving the, the the toothbrush and toothpaste in the in the bathroom that's that's what i did and you know if there's if there was viewings to be done at eight nine o'clock at night do them and you got to work a set so it's not for the faint-hearted estate agency because it can be six seven days six days a week and late nights but it's an it's an enjoyable rewardable profession for those that want to put the the graft in um but candidly you know i think the opportunities to learn the craft are 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 
on the high street um, or a commercial agency that maybe doesn't have a high street, simply somewhere where there's, there's people that you can listen and watch. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's switch it up for a second. Okay. Um, we're going to have a little bit of fun with a couple of questions, right? right. So not, not too much strategy now. This is just purely a little bit of fun. Okay. Um, stuff I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. Okay. Um, okay. First, first question I got for you. What is a pet peeve you have within the property industry or something that really gets under your skin? Uh, all right. Uh, tea towels, toothpastes, toilet brushes, Toilet seats up, cars in driveways. There's one of them. Um, because it's just, it's just, it's just, it's like, it, it's a bit like, it's a bit like, Ebs, you're a handsome looking guy. Would you go, would you take a picture of yourself to put on a dating app and you've got chocolate all around your mouth and your hair's not brushed and your jumper's got a rip in it? No, of course you wouldn't. You would, you'd make sure you've had a nice clean face, you've brushed your teeth, your hair's looking slick you got a nice shirt on, you know, you'd look your best. And I think agents that um, that don't present their clients in the best, the clients' properties in the best possible light, um, you know, a line that I'll often use when I've been looking after people is I'll say, can you can you put your name to that? Are you happy with that brochure? Can you, are you happy to put, if I said to your mum, if I showed this to your mum and says, look what he's done, look what he or she's do you think your mum would be proud of that brochure? No, not really. I says, well, you know, these little things, I think, make the difference. Another pet peeve that I'm not a big fan of um, on brochures, I should say, is you know, I, it is with such pleasure that we bring to the market this three bedroom. Or we have been, uh, we are we are delighted to have this. You know, we are so proud to represent a lot. There's too much flowery language and um, it uh, being used, and I think it just is just. It's just a lot of waffle. Another pet peeve of mine when people, when agents are, are marketing properties, um, and there's one agent in particular that if he's listening, he'll know I'm referring to him. Is um, he'll say, "Well, it's it's near the sh it's near the local shops and transport." I'm like, well, and and it's near the local schools. Well, what local schools? What local <laughs> transport? People want to know: Is it near a Brampton Primary? Is it near the local ASDA? Is it near East Ham Tube? you know it's basic stuff and i think there has been probably an element well I, there's sometimes there's elements of, of sloppiness and, and laziness in a state agency and um i guess we're all human at the end of the day but i think if you're doing the job right and you're enthusiastic and but if you can't be bought that's what i really should say that if you can't be bothered to do those to write the local tube and write the restaurants and write what schools you're probably in the wrong profession because if you can't be bothered, then you, it's, it, this, this industry is not for you. And you, and need that's hard, you need to have a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror, basically. So those would be my those would be my pet peeves. I'll um I'll, I'll share I'll share something with you after this. So I I received a, a video viewing for a property and looking at one of the biggest um, agents. Obviously, not, I'm not going to name who they are. And watched the video viewing. It was full of tea towels, full of toilet paper, clothes, dirty dishes. Um, and it put me off. It really did put me off. And I know that it shouldn't, but it did. So funny, funny that that was the kind of the first thing you said. I'll, I'll, show, I'll show it up to you off camera. Many, many um, a time I've yeah, had yeah. To, I'm touching customers' toilet uh, seats and taking underwear off, you know, a rental property and the, 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 they've got boxer shorts drying on the, on the radiator. 
And I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Yeah, I've got to do it. And you know what? You do it. And I think more so, I say more so than ever, not really, but, you know, it's it's my state agency, my name, my brand. And if somebody, if I have a property in my books and there's pants on the floor and, and two, it just doesn't look right and it reflects on me. So um, it's just a little attention to detail, I guess. That would be a pet peeve. All right. Okay. So next question, how has um, a failure, I'm going to put that in inverted commas, uh, led to a later success? Or do you have a favorite failure that you look back at? can be any point along your entire career where at the time, you know, it was maybe a failure for you. It could be a big one, could be a small one. But then later on that actually led to, you know, led, led to some, something good came out of that. Uh, a failure that's maybe come good. Listen, I, I firmly believe that many, many valuations you've got to try. When the, when the client says no, and maybe I've gone with somebody else, and you, th- you know, we all get that sinking feeling, and and many agents will come back to the office and say, oh yeah, I think I think I have probably got that, probably got that. And then you're waiting for the phone call to say, yeah, yeah, it's yours. When can you come back? And you're very very sure I'm going with, with such and such and such and such a state agency instead. And you're like, oh, fair. Right. And we've all been there, me included. And any estate agent that says otherwise is a lying, cheating toe rag. Right. Because it's not true. It's up. But so, but we've all got, so how do you get it back? How do you salvage something from the jaws of defeat? And I think what, I've learned very much of the last five years that proper bricks taught me, but specifically Kenny Bruce, one of the founding brothers is, um, you know, which he's been very clever at is, uh, is social awareness, I say social awareness, sorry, social testimonials from clients that have done the right, that, that you've looked after and, and the power of testimonials and and what reach they have and there's been occasions where i've lost a lost a, a, an instruction and then i've simply rather than store my testimonials in a little black file and have and, and never dust them down i'll i've sent them over a couple of my recent testimonials and all of a sudden there's a change in tone and oh well hang on a wee second and, and i've won instructions that way so rescuing stuff from the jaws of defeat um, and I think I would I just encourage all agents out there that who are getting reviews, use them. That's what they're there for. Use them, and because um, because uh, at the end of the day, it, it's you, it's your reputation, and social proof. That's the phrase I was looking for. The power of social proof. Never underestimate it. Um, so I think any agent that that is um, not shouting from the rooftops about what they're doing. Um, that, that is a, a negative that they sh- should be able to quickly turn into an easy win and an easy positive. Um, and sometimes estate agents aren't great at, um, at well, maybe they are, so, at, at, at talking about themselves and I think, and building their own brand. And I think that's probably more important than ever. And I think brand and branding over the last few years has taught me that it, it is important, but it's now moving, things are, are moving. You only have to look at, it, you know, um, influencers on instagram and i'm certainly not going to be comparing myself to that but it's that social proof and i think that's where things are going to pivot moving forward so i've not my pan in for too long now working for others uh, and not building other people's brands and uh, they i've learned so much um but now it's time to just focus on my brand 
um, and my testimonials and harnessing the power that they have rather than giving leverage to somebody else. I'm sure I can think of others, but might, you might have to come back to me. Yeah, that's cool. We'll, we'll circle back around to it. But I think actually it's, it's a really good point you brought up and it's something that is really often overlooked, like you say, the power of social proof. And just a tip that we, we give to estate agents when we speak to them, you know, yes, of course, you always want to get that review. You always want to get that testimonial. You know, sometimes if it means that you have to go a little bit of an extra mile to get that testimonial, do it. Because if you've done a good job, one, they're going to be more than happy to give it to you. Um, and really the second thing there that we've seen is that, you know, testimonials are everywhere in the form of a written sentence, right? You know, you often see it online in Google reviews or Facebook reviews, and they're, they're amazing, right? You've got to build up your review pool. What we found though is the more personalized they can be, the better. So if even if that's just, you know, having the name, having a photo, really though, the best possible type of, you know, review and testimony we've seen is in the form of a video, just like this, where you're either it could be literally you and, and the, you know, and the vendor perhaps saying, you know, how was your experience? Or if they're just filming a 30 second video for you. A couple of months ago, I probably wouldn't have been recommending this, but with everything that's happened, you know, people are so are really migrating to feel more comfortable online. And, you know, one video review can carry the weight of 10 written reviews because, you know, we've seen this for so long now, and this is just how it works. When you've seen something so many times, it almost loses its punch. So we're finding that video is so much more powerful. If you can get that, then just an advice to the audience, Go ahead, go ahead and get it because you'd be surprised. A lot of people are happy to do it. And, and oftentimes it's a little bit of a compliment. And you know that you kind of want to show, show them off. Um, you'd be surprised what you can get I if you totally ask. And if, and, if, and if there's agents out there that are maybe shy or not overly keen on getting reviews, you gotta, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and not be shy. If you, if you think you've done a good job, the vendor, I'm sure, will think the same. It would be exactly say, say the same thing. You've got to ask. And... And from experience managing people, oh well, I've asked them for a review and they've said or they've said they'll do it, but they haven't done it yet. Well, sometimes you've got to ask a second time and a third time. So if you've done a good job, um, sometimes I think asking more than three times is, is is way too much. But sometimes yes, you've got to give clients a little bit of a nudge and encouragement to do that 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 review because you know the everybody's leading busy lives. But if you've done a good job, as I say, they'll be prepared to do it. And you're absolutely right. Um, Video seems to be the way forward, um, and that's a great tip. I'm gonna, you, you, you've got my mind whirling that I've got a couple of testimonials that I, I that are outstanding, and I'm gonna ask them to do a quick video rather than write a few sentences. So thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> no worries, and I guess yeah. One final tip on that then is with these with these reviews, you know, in the in the back of people's mind when they're reading reviews they kind of know that some of them are going to be made up, right? Let's, let's be honest. There are enough people out there who are unfortunately abusing the system of reviews that we know that to some extent. So what we found is the less professional, the more personal the review is, the better, which just, just means taking out your phone and talking with, you know, stuff in the background. Maybe this is where having a, a you know, a not perfect background actually comes in as a positive in, for a change. But, but that, that's all it is. And what that does is it actually makes it easier and more comfortable for, for the person to leave the review. Because you're saying, look, just a, a quick 30-second video on your phone, just like if you were sending a, a video to a friend. Um, and we, and you know, we'd really appreciate that. So 
Yeah, that's, that's kind of the second one. You, know, you just have to look at the adverts on the TV during lockdown from your NatWest to your Asdas to your, it's all, you know, they've got the big, the big powerful marketing advertising agencies behind that. And that's what put there, that's what, what's proving to work at the moment, which is real people in their real homes, living real life experiences, just like you. And uh, yeah, so no, great, great tip. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. Awesome. Okay. Um, one kind of final question to wrap up on. Um, it's your last day on the planet. So hopefully this is well okay. into the future. You can't leave anything physical behind your, your, your business, your assets. You can't leave anything behind to the people you love, to your family, but you can leave them one piece of advice. Um, what would you leave them with? Uh, right. There's a, there's a great expression that I've come across, which is, it's an Irish expression. If you give it out in slices, you'll get it back in loaves. And, and that basically means, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to give advice. I'm happy to post in certain groups and, and offer. I'm not really looking for anything. I'm not doing the sales pitch, but if I give if I give myself to others and give expertise and give my thoughts or recommendations without selling, I'm going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. They're going to think of me as, as offering something refreshingly different. So all I would really ask say is, it's an Irish expression. If you give it out in slices, you'll get it back in loaves. Um, which is why I'm, you know, from doing a little bit of, from doing a little bit of charitable work, um, to uh, I've done some mentoring in the past to helping I've got a couple of relatives and property I'm, I'm quite I, I just like the idea of just trying to offering a little bit of help and and, and I think that's good karma and, and 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 I think many many can maybe relate to that especially during the climate that we're in of, of maybe being less selfish less thinking of our own and, and, and in many respects I don't want the old ways to all go back to normal I, I'm, you know i think there's going to be a new normal and i think there's lots of terrible things that are happening through this covid crisis but also some real positives too and i know you said one but n number two is you know i always you always just try and leave a good name um you know reputation 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 in an industry where you know you're in an you're servicing an industry that i'm in and the industry doesn't actually have the best of reputation so if you're a gent and you do the right thing, you know, karma. And um, so it's treat people how you'd want to be treated yourself. Love it. I, I've never heard that phrase before. If you give it out in slices, you'll get it back in loaves. Um, I really, I really like that. I really like, you said it was an old, it's an old, old Irish saying. Direction. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, look, I think that's the perfect place to, uh, to wrap up on. I just want to thank you for your, for your time. You know, okay, I know. Thanks for having me. I know, I know, I know you've got loads going on at the moment. This had to get rescheduled because you were helping a client last time, which I totally respect. Um, so yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on, you know, giving your valuable time and advice. Um, I'm, sure anytime. I'm, en I'm enjoying your, 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 your LinkedIn posts and, um, uh, and your content. And um, thanks for having me. Thanks very much.